This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 53. In this episode, we talk about the power of dialogue to help leaders reach new levels of understanding and how dialogue skills are an essential tool for leaders to overcome conflict, complaints, and resistance. Stay tuned to learn how to leverage dialogue skills to explore and manage the chronic tensions in your work and life. Hi, healthcare leaders. I'm Tracy Christofferson. And I'm Michelle Trosett. We're your hosts for Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and we are so grateful you joined us today. You're about to see healthcare problems and challenges through a brand new lens and take your leadership to a whole new level with this podcast. We've coached healthcare leaders from across North America for over 30 years as they strive to establish healthy healing organizations and thriving work cultures. This is the only podcast that shows healthcare leaders how to apply polarity thinking the missing logic in healthcare to their reoccurring challenges so they can stop wasting time, money, and resources on fixes that fail. If you want to create a healthy healing organization where staff and leaders thrive and perform at their highest level, where values are aligned, outcomes are sustainable, and the highest quality of care is delivered, then this podcast is for you. Keep listening. Each week, you're going to learn how to leverage a polarity mindset and manage competing priorities as we use a polarity lens to explore everyday challenges with the leaders who are striving to manage them. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. It's Michelle. And Tracy. Yes, we're back together, and we're very excited to bring you another podcast episode today and another very timely topic. Yes, it is. So excited. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about dialogue and dialogue skills. And um, this is something we've been practicing for years as well. And um, we're going to really be focusing on how we use dialogue to leverage them to expose polarities that are all around us. Yes, this is really, this is, it's one thing to know about polarities. Yeah. But really, when you're exploring them, these chronic tensions and trying to manage them, it really helps to have these dialogue skills, yeah. right? Because it really helps to open people up to share their fears and share their perspectives. and Yeah, and just uncover what they are. What are you dealing with here, right? Exactly. You have to have the skills to kind of go under the covers and ask the right questions and be listening. And all of the skills of dialogue are really critical So we're going to be sharing those with you today, what those principles and skills are. Um, You know, when it comes to your own blind spots because of your preferences, right, it helps to have dialogue too, to even self-dialogue. Like, what just happened there? (laughs) Well, you know, and we've heard recently in many of our conversations, and I've been doing this too, is when I feel a tension, Mm -hmm. I know there's something going on, right? Oh, wait, this is my preference. Or, right, this is a polarity because there's tension, right? Right. So I think that, you know, that's one way to kind of bring forth that you might have a blind spot there or a preference for a poll that you didn't maybe even realize how connected you were to it. That's so true. That's so true. And dialogue is just a skill to um, seek to understand, like, what is another side of this that you may not be seeing? Or even if you know it's there, you don't like it. You know, how can you understand more about it, recognizing that it's it's there for a reason? And so the more we can understand, and 
what we've learned, if you don't have the skills of dialogue, it just never gets to that level of understanding, right? And it just keeps then repeating itself and it can get really frustrating. So I like to say dialogue helps me work the way through tension. It just helps you work the way through it, whether, again, it's your own thinking around it or you're in conversation with another person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, it opens you up, right? Yep. And that's yep. what it's meant to do is just to kind of, you know, free you and uh, give you that opportunity, uh, you know, to know reality. Yeah. Right. And we talk about, right, that's the first accountability of the leaders to know reality. So dialogue skills can really help you uncover what is that reality, not just from your own perspective, right, but exactly. from multiple perspectives. Exactly. And, and then the other thing we know about, you know, polarities or these tensions, these chronic tensions that we experience too, is, you know, they come up, they usually show up in a few different ways. Um, one is they show up in the form of conflict, Right. So we've got that tension between two competing values, right? I'm hanging on to mine and you're hanging on to yours and we're so tug on. of war. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, sometimes too it comes up in complaints. Some people are complaining about something. I mean, you know, oftentimes it's because they're sitting in the downside of of a pole, right? And they're they're longing uh for uh, what they value, which is in the opposite pole. And a lot of times too, it's about resistance. Yeah. And we've learned that, you know, polarities will show up as resistance to change or resistance to new initiatives or, right, something. Um, and so those are oftentimes indicators. You probably got a polarity or, a, you know, a tension here somewhere that needs to be managed. It's not a problem to solve. Um, and so what we want to talk about today is how do we leverage dialogue to really expose that, right, to really overcome those things. Right. Um, by opening up the conversation and really getting the complete picture because that's what it's about. It's not about having an accurate picture. It's about having a complete picture, right? And everybody, you know, has something to contribute to that exactly. picture. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. And so let's just talk a little bit about what we mean by dialogue for anybody that hasn't been exposed to that or isn't familiar with it. And um, William Isaac, in his book, Dialogue, the Art of Thinking Together, defines dialogue like this. And he says, it's a conversation with a center, not sides. And I just love that. I do too. Right? It's not about picking a side, right? It's about being in the center, in the middle of it. Um, and it is a way of taking the energy of our differences and channeling it towards something that has never been created before. So to your point, Michelle, it gets that deeper understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that it lifts us out of polarization, and into a deeper or into a greater common sense and is thereby a means for assessing, accessing the intelligence and coordinated power of groups of people. You think we need a little dialogue today? Yeah, I think we need a lot (laughs) lot of dialogue dialogue. today, right? Like, holy moly, have we been living the polarization? And we're still living the polarization, right? right. Through the COVID-19, everybody's, you know, kind of hanging on and and there's a lot of fears and there's a lot of reasons for that. And it's not to say somebody's right and somebody's wrong. That's why we have dialogue, right? right. It's just to get, get that deeper understanding. The other thing about um, dialogue is the intention of dialogue is really to reach a new understanding. And then by doing that, it's to form a totally new basis from which to think and act. So it moves us to a different place. It gives us that, uh, a fuller picture of the reality so that then our actions can shift. Um, both individually and collectively, right? Towards towards something that is shared, something that has meaning and purpose to us that we 
um, can coordinate and align our actions with those values, right? With both values, actually, when it comes to a polarity, right? And it is a conversation in which people think together in relationship. And we did just a short time ago, right, an episode on healthy relationships. So episode 50 on healthy relationships goes hand in hand with this dialogue episode. Um, And it is about that thinking together means you no longer take your own position as final. It's just a position. It's a perspective. It's a point of view. It's not the only point of view. Right. Um, And so you kind of let go a little bit more, right? You relax your grip on, on the certainty of it. Right, and you start to listen to the possibilities um, that result from simply being in relationship with others and seeing the possibilities that you might not otherwise have seen. And yeah. we're sitting in the midst of possibility right now with COVID nineteen. Right, like all kinds of opportunities all here kinds. for deeper understanding and letting loosening up our grip a little bit. Right. Yeah. So. Dialogue is really a gift to get to that deeper understanding. And um, to really appreciate how dialogue works, we can distill it down to five simple principles. And as a leader, you know, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when I first became a leader, I used to worry what to say all the time, right? Because, oh my gosh, now I got this leadership title. But what I love about dialogue, it doesn't matter what role you're in, it doesn't really tell you what to say. It tells you how to appreciate the principles of the conversation that will guide you through and the right things emerge. It's a gift, right? So I'm just going to list the principles right now. And then Tracy and I, as we go through our session, we'll be giving examples of them. The five principles are intention, listening, advocacy, inquiry, and silence. And, um, Part of our challenge as leaders is to really understand these principles and then how to practice and live them in every conversation we have. And it really, truly does give you a deeper understanding of the current reality that you're in, in every situation as you apply these principles. It also helps to really bring to light um, your own preferences or the preferences of others and perspectives and the blind spots that can be there in polarities. And through dialogue, you can help rise that to awareness amongst everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think of all of the skills, there's so many skills we need as leaders. And one of the things is we're looking at, you know, uh, balanced and resilient leaders are what are the key things that are going to make the biggest difference? Tracy mentioned healthy relationships, definitely. Dialogue is another one of those. And this can be really important for you if you're a leader and, um, you know, you're feeling micromanaged, right? Or you're feeling um, a lot of pressure. Um, You're feeling misunderstood yourself. You know, what are the skills that are going to help you with that? Or perhaps uh, you're experiencing resistance from staff or colleagues to new ideas or, you know, navigating your way through all the changes that have to be happening right now. Maybe you have a great idea and you just don't know how to bring it. There's all different examples, and dialogue's a tool. It's a methodology that can really help you bring your voice and um, listen to others at the same time, right? It's also one of the components under our pillar number one of living principles in uh, the dynamic balance effect methodology. So it's just that important, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to it's live essential. it. You have to live it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the... Leaders that can really thrive are excellent at dialogue skills. Um, you know, they they just know how to navigate a conversation. And 
I always uh, like to ask people, you know, have you ever been with a person in conversation? It's just so easy. It could even be in a bad situation, but you just work your way through it. You know, it's just like, <laughs> and it's because um, they know how to leverage dialogue principles to help bring out that big picture, help you look at a different perspective, um, you know, decrease resistance in a group and really generate hope that things can be better. Right. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. It is, it's an essential skill. Yeah. And uh, some of the, you know, wisest, most successful, effective leaders that I've ever been engaged with or known have our masters. At. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know, and like you said, you know, as leaders, you have to have a lot of hard conversations, right? Like, I mean, you think about all the challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis, and especially right now, right? There's hard conversations, a lot of hard conversations that are going to have to happen in healthcare for sure, right? And having these dialogue skills is just an, a way to kind of, you know, peel back the layers. Yeah. Yeah. Really reveal perspectives and understanding, get that deeper understanding and be compassionate with each other and just, you know, move through hard times by leveraging these skills. And learning, right? Dialogue, what are the essence of dialogue is we can learn through conversation. We can learn from each other. And what have we been saying like for the last two months, Tracy, is everyone needs to be learning right now. <laughs> That's right. And so these skills will really help you, right? You can learn just in conversation with really good dialogue. Well, and sometimes you don't know what you need to learn. Right. So you're in dialogue, right? And it's like you have these epiphanies, like, yeah. oh my gosh, like I just never even thought about things that way, you know? And you just have these aha moments or the hair on the back of your neck stands up, right? And you're thinking, am I reacting this way? Like, what is this about? Right. And sometimes the dialogue is happening internally, Yes, which we'll talk about. Right. But sometimes the conversation's going on inside. (laughs) That's where the dialogue's happening. So, you know, when you start to feel that hair on the back of your neck or feel that tension, that's, that's your own resistance, right? That's kind of bubbling up for yourself. So, um, you know, just think about that. The other thing, too, is you might experience some resistance to suggestions or requests or initiatives that are, you know, you're proposing or others are proposing or, and, you know, resistance is not a bad thing. It's okay, right? It just heightens you to things that you value highly. And, um, and so, you know, the other thing here too is you might be hearing complaints or you might hear yourself complaining and that's another way, right? That kind of tensions are showing up and, um, or you might even be observing that conflict among other people or be engaged in some conflict yourself, right? With others around your perspectives, your points of view. And Mm -hmm. these are the tensions, right? These are the challenges as leaders you're kind of facing where dialogue can be really, really helpful, Um, You've got those opposing points of view, and those are tied to fears, right? The fear of loss, right? They're they're fearing they're going to lose something that they highly value that has served them and um, that that they want to see continue. And so that's where you're getting all these complaints and resistance, and, and it may be true for you as well. So, you know, this is all about seeing the situation, not just from your perspective or your point of view, but from seeing it from others' points of view so that you can have that complete picture mm-hmm. and um, and reduce or eliminate this resistance. Because I think, too, when you open it up, right, right, the conflict kind of starts to melt away. You start to have that deeper understanding of what's happening or what the situation actually is. 
And, um, and you can begin to have that understanding of where the complaints are coming from, what the fears are, right? And, uh, and what the different perspectives are to really reveal that picture so you can move forward. Yeah. And then leverage the dialogue to take you the rest of the way. So now let's think about this, Trace. So we've got this resistance. We may have all these different challenges, as you pointed, that are coming up. So as a leader, um, really what we're talking about is just having some really powerful tools, right? Toolkit here mm-hmm. to really help you. Um, and marrying the dialogue principles we're talking about today with the um, skills of polarities, you know, the skills of really identifying polarities that's what helps you manage them. It really helps you to kind of, like I said, work through the tension. That's the way I think about it, work through the tension. And, you know, it helps to really uh, bring it together in a shared way so that you can have this common understanding as you talk about the tension together and um, open it up and begin to look at what are the different perspectives that are on the table here and how can we really dive into some some of the dive into the inquiry around it right create that safe place with intention and uh, really um, move it forward open it up um, and part of it that I, one of the things about dialogue is it's really they both both dialogue and polarities honor the wisdom that sits in the room so they're both tied to wisdom that we want to tap right we don't want right. to keep resisting it. Right. Well, um, we learn in what in polarities and managing these tensions that it's two rights. It's yes. not a right and a wrong, right? right? And they're equal value. They're equal. They're equal. They need each and other. And they're always going to be. <laughs> so embrace it, right? And then use your dialogue. You know, dialogue uh, is uh, it's a uh, flow through um, its meaning. Uh, meaning, you know, just yeah. really that deep Full understanding. And also, um, the other thing it does is it gives you a common language to really describe the experiences that you're experiencing, right? Again, dialogue is words. Polarities are tension. And if you marry them together, it just makes it a lot easier to navigate the situation and gain deeper understanding. Yeah. And I I think, you know, um, what we've always said and what we've heard even from others that we've worked with, right, around polarities is it is that. It's that way to describe, to visually see, right, and to describe what's happening. And then the dialogue is that skill to pull it out, right, to pull the information out and to make meaning of it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. So let's talk about some of the specifics, right, when we talk about polarities and dialogue together and how we can leverage them to get us to that deeper understanding and that different place. Okay. Yep. So we talked earlier about, right, tensions, complaints, resistance, how that is a little bit about how polarities are going to show up. And one thing that you can do is leverage the principle of inquiry, right? So that's really just seeking to understand, asking the questions, you know, tell me more about what you're thinking, what's behind your thinking, what experience have you had, so that you can get to that deeper understanding of that perspective and see the rightness in it. I think to me, that's what it's all about, right? It's about seeing the rightness in it and um, just uncovering that thinking or experience so that yeah, it can open you up, see it from a different a different point of view. Yep. Dive into inquiry and expose more what's underneath of all of that. It's mm-hmm. very, very helpful. 
Another thing that you can do is pay attention to your own preferences, right? Now, you may not even be aware about what your own preferences are. This is why it's important to stay aware of your own internal tension you might be feeling or, you know, when you do feel that hair in the back of your neck stand up or your heart starts pounding or you just get tense. You know, I, you know, why am I, why am I acting like this? You know, then you go into self-inquiry, Right. And I, I learned just to pause, just pause and just really ask myself, like, what, what's happening right here and listening to yourself and not just, you know, not just blowing through it. It's a, it's a, that's a moment to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, it's a great time to even reflect what is the, what is the one thing that's standing out to me right now? What am I reacting to the most? What's behind that? Have I ever experienced this before? And it really is amazing how wisdom will come to you or some insight. I would say your intuition or some insight if you ask yourself what's going on, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's helpful just to jot it down. Yeah. Like whenever you have a response like that, just write down the first word that comes to your mind, right? Because you might not be able to figure it out in the moment and you don't want to miss the rest of what's happening. Yeah, that's great. Right? So you want to, but just put it down so that you can come back to it and do some exploration of it. Yeah. And um, it's just also another really helpful tip is to set that intention of having it be a safe place, right? Um, We all know now, Back when Tracy and I first learned about this, psychological safety wasn't really a term, but there's been a lot of research done on that, and that's a top factor in high-functioning teams, high-functioning relationships. And so um, creating that safe place to have the conversation or dig deeper into resistance or an issue is really, really important and to be open to using your own dialogue listening skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, dialogue won't happen if the place isn't safe. No, it won't. Yeah. So you have to kind of create that container for it, yes. right? And, yeah. and sometimes it takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on what the situation is in your organization, what the relationships are like and, um, you know, and how fast you can build that and, you know, how ready people are for it. Yeah. Um, but it's, and, and the other thing we haven't really said about this, um, we haven't really said it because we haven't really talked about like being in a dialogue group, but it's just kind of like Las Vegas. What happens there stays there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in dialogue, it's kind of like what happens in the dialogue, you know, is contained in the dialogue. And I think that's a part of creating a safe place is to know that this is the intention of this dialogue. It's not to repeat the words everybody said outside of what the conversation exactly. is. Yeah. It's to get deeper understanding and to grow mm-hmm. and evolve mm-hmm. as a group, right? And individually. But I just thought, just occurred to me, yeah. we should probably say that. <laughs> <laughs> just coming from Las Vegas, you know, not that there's anything happening there right now, but hey. Tracy, you have left Las Vegas. <laughs> I left Las Vegas. That's right. Now, the other um, element And a principle in dialogue is advocacy, right? And advocacy really is your opportunity to share your your perspective, not scripted, really from your heart. From your heart. Um, You know, the thinking behind it, the experience behind it, why you're saying what you're saying. And and this one I think is really important because sometimes you say something and you really don't know why you said it. (laughs) And somebody say, well, you know, why did you say that? Or what makes you believe that? And you're kind of like... I don't know. <laughs> I've had a few times where it's kind of like, I guess I should have thought a little harder before I made that statement, right? <laughs> but that does happen, so don't feel bad if it does, because it's just, you know, I don't know. I heard it on the radio. sounded good. <laughs> 
But in in advocacy, this is something that really struck me when I learned about dialogue skills too, and about polarities. And that is, you know, in advocating, you can be such a crusader for what you believe in and what you value that you don't, you're not open to anything else, right? And yeah. while your intention is really good and yeah. it's to move something forward, you know, think about an initiative that you were really behind that you just really felt like this was going to be the bee's knees, man. This was going to make it happen, right? And you didn't, you were just bulldozing it through, right? Like that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing to be passionate and to have belief in something, but you also have to be open to hear the other Others, perspectives right. because you may be very accurate, but not complete in your picture, right? So that can actually turn people off in the long run if you're not open to hear the opposing point of view. Yeah. And when you don't hear that opposing point of view, you may be missing, missing. key information. There will be unintended consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, and so you want to really think about that. On the flip side of that, there are people that have been in the organization for a very long time or have been a part of an experience for a very long time, and they kind of hang on to, this is the tradition, this is how it's always been, this is the way we like it, it served us, and I'm going to hang on. And so while they're not crusading and out pushing for something new, they're trying to hang on to what has been, because they highly value it. And there are really key elements of it that are important and necessary, right? And so sometimes the crusader and the tradition bearer can like be going at each other, right? Because they're trying to hang on to something that has been. Um, it may not be open to seeing that it shouldn't be that way anymore. We probably got a lot of that happening right now too. <laughs> when you think about it, right? Yeah. Like you know, people keep talking about going back to a new to a normal, but I don't know that normal is going to be what normal was, right? right. It'll so be different. It'll, it'll be, be hard different. for people that are tradition bearers, right? That want that same consistency that they've always had. So just something to be thinking about. And then the other thing is when you are engaging in dialogue, especially if you're, you're you know, you can do this one-on-one, yep. uh, as we said, you can have dialogue with yourself. Um, and then, but when you're in a group and you're having a dialogue, the thing is some people are listeners. They don't mm-hmm. say a lot, right? And so sometimes you need to invite the, invite the quiet voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just would encourage that too, to ask for their perspective, seek it out. Sometimes people just need to be invited um, to, to contribute, um, and, or they might feel hesitant to contribute, but once they're invited and encouraged, then they, you know, then they, they tend to offer their perspective. So just create some space for that to happen. Yeah. I, many times in different meetings, I've noticed maybe someone hasn't said something. And so I've called them out, recognizing they're part of a dialogue, right. And we're missing something. And, um, sometimes that one little statement they make can change the whole course of where we're going or the understanding of the situation. Yeah. And the point is to hear all voices. Hear all voices. Right. Yeah. But then the other thing is it don't judge if they don't. Because right. they may be playing the role of just listener and observer. Yes. Yeah. Right. And maybe there isn't anything that they want to contribute. Maybe there isn't they feel like there isn't anything they're going to add that hasn't already been said. Yep. Um, so you don't want to judge because they decline, but you no, just want to make no. sure you've got the invite out there, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, it also helps um, just to state your intention, right? Because especially if there is, you know, conflict or resistance, um, you know, no one is making assumptions here. So we can just state our intention, you know, right on the forefront. And if it's a, um, 
you know, if it's a situation where there is some resistance or tension, you can even say, you know, my intention is to really understand your perspective, right? Or my intention is um, to really gain clarity here. And I might not even have the right words to say, but I know we got to talk our way through this. So it's just bringing that intention and making it very explicit. And um, one of the things I love about dialogue is it does have the assumption that everyone has wisdom to bring, right? So it's being able to tap that again and release that collective wisdom. And um, we have to be careful of our preference polls too and how we can influence others. If we aren't open up to bring a good intention and create that safe place, we may not even realize it, but we are coming at it from a power over and then it just kind of shuts everybody down, right? Well, sometimes that's position driven, right? Like just because you have the position in the yeah. conversation, you have the power. Yes. And if you have a strong preference, guess what? Everybody's living in the downside of that preference. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right? So, it, you know, sometimes you, it, I think yeah. it, intention is a great point here too, because as a leader, sometimes it's not your intention to do that, but by the nature it's of your position. You, yeah. Right. So sometimes you need to say, Hey, I need help with this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's not my intention to use power over. So you need to let me know. Right. And yeah. that's the power of good, healthy partnerships as yes. well. Yep. 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 Yeah. Makes a big difference. Boy, I'll tell you when you, when you're, when you're in the opposite of that, right. And you don't have, don't have those good relationships and you have somebody in a power position and they're just pushing through what they want. It's really difficult. And, yeah. But you can try to leverage dialogue to get a deeper understanding, right? Even if it doesn't change the outcome of it, dialogue is just a great way for you to learn what the perspective of other people are, even if it doesn't change, right? Even if it's not around a polarity, even if it's not the intention of the group to go there, you can use this individually just to gain deeper understanding of the people you work with, mm-hmm. what their where their perspectives come from. And, uh, you know, sometimes that that helps you to move forward yourself as an individual. Right. Even if you're not moving forward as a group. Yeah. Yep. See where it's coming from. Yep. And, um, you know, we've said this before, um, but resistance is not, doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, resistance is not bad. And actually we just lean into it, right? Resistance is good. Because there's always something to learn from it. There's always another perspective that can take you to a different place, right? And you, and sometimes, like you said, it's that one statement, it's that one observation that turns a whole ship around, right? It's yeah. just, it's profound when it happens. When it You're happens, like, it is. oh my gosh, like, you know, thank goodness you said something because we were ready to go head down this one road, right? And it would have been the total wrong thing to do. Um, so resistance is there's wisdom in it, and yeah. uh, in just using that inquiry, really listening when there's resistance. I think the best thing you can do is just listen. The less you talk, and the more you listen. You know, unless you're asking questions, right? Like use inquiry and um, ask questions, and then just listen for the wisdom to come out, and it will. Um, and I think also when there's resistance. Maybe sometimes you've lost sight of that greater purpose, right? So just keep bringing people back to the greater purpose. I think that always helps that the wisdom help. come out too, right? Help. When you like, let's remember what we're here for. Let's remember our greater purpose, our common purpose, common our shared purpose. 
then it becomes less about each individual and it becomes more about the collective. Um, and, you know, the last thing too, well, one of the last two is, you know, in listening, it's listening to others and listening to self. <laughs> um, and there's always more than one way to see something, right? There's always more than one experience of a situation. It all just depends on your interpretation and how the lens you're looking through. Um, and, you know, oftentimes this is a thing that we don't have that we're not doing because we're just so interested in getting our perspective out there. We're thinking about what we're going to say and we're not even really listening or hearing right. what's being said. Yeah. And it's just a key skill like for a, for a leader, right? For anybody really, but for leaders especially, because it's not about what your perspective is that you need to say next. It's really about what is being said and how can I really listen? And, and what goes along side by side with that is silence. And we just don't have much silence in our conversations, right? There's no gap between the words. There's no spaces between the notes, you know? Right. And when you think about it, you know, we always say in music, there's spaces between the notes. If there wasn't any spaces, there wouldn't be any music. You have to have those periods of silence, you know? And that's when you can really reflect and you can really hear and you can really listen deeply when you have silence. So silence is a good thing too, you know? Um, sometimes I don't know if you ever observe people out in restaurants, right? And a couple sitting there and they're not talking and you never see them say a word to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I've come to learn, don't judge that because sometimes there's a lot being said when there isn't anything being said. That's true. Right. And so, you know, I think that's a, a real gift and a, um, kind of, you know, shows the depth of a relationship when you can just be in silence and sit in silence with somebody and, and let just what needs to come, come, right? Yeah. evolve. And uh, I love silence. I do too. I do too. I always like to talk about it in context of patients too, you know. Um, sometimes sitting with the patient in silence is really, really powerful. You don't have to say anything, right? But it's just being present. And and you, you, know, you know that connection that's going on, and yet there's no need to have any words being expressed. No, no. And it slows you down. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a gift right now. I think it a is. lot of people... Well, there's much silence in their life, I don't know. But <laughs> we're certainly slowed down a bit, right, which can bring about some opportunity for silence and for just deep reflection. Well, and organizationally as a leader, I've said many times too, you know, dialogue can help slow you down, get wisdom, deeper understanding, so you can speed up. Yeah. But if you're always going 100 miles an hour, you're going to go off a cliff, right? Yeah. you got to have those moments to... Go deep. Mm-hmm. Come back out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are some really important principles to, um, you know, to really learn about and to apply in your leadership. Uh, as we said, you just within yourself and with others. And so some key teaching points before we end today's session is this is a continuous learning journey, right? And, you know, there's a lot about dialogue. Um, you know, it's it's really born out of quantum physics. There's a lot behind it. Um, but yet it's so simple at the same time. So just go on a go on a learning journey with it. And certainly Tracy and I would like you to hop on our learning train <laughs> because uh, it's a core part of our dynamic balance effect. And we um, we apply it um, in all of our methodologies and just practice, you know, practice, practice, practice um, every day, every conversation. There's just so many ways you can practice this, right? Yes. Um, and it's also what we recommend is to identify an area that you really can improve. 
And start maybe with one that's hard for you. Like some people have a hard time listening, right? So if you intentionally say, I'm going to, I'm going to listen all day today. I'm going to write down every time I'm listening, (laughs) you know, just pick one that might not be in your comfort zone. So you can really start to fine tune that. And then, you know, ask others around you, you know, what do you think I need the most help with when it comes to dialogue? Um, Sure. People will be happy to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I think, but you know, you need that, right? You need people who'll be honest with you and you need people who can observe you in a way you can't observe yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the way it is, right? So you go to somebody you trust, right? A trusted colleague, advisor, mentor, friend, and just say, hey, you know, I've come to the realization I need to work on this skill a little bit, and I'd really like you to help me. Tell me when I'm doing well, and tell me when I need to do more. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a we kind of have a funny story in um, our marriage when Kevin and I first got married, and you know, I was in the depths of this, you know, learning about it from experts and practicing it and stuff. And he'd come home; he owned his own business, and he would. He would start complaining, right? One of those things. And he used to get so mad at me because I say, Well, let's think about this. And I dive into dialogue. And, but he'll tell, he tells so many people now, like he didn't understand. It was just one perspective he had, right? But you can peel it back and peel it back and understand it and look at the other person's perspective, which dialogue helps you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my husband always explains to other people when I'm just really quiet, they're talking and I don't say anything in response. He says, She's listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> She's just being silent. <laughs> don't take it personal. <laughs> She'll have something to say in a few minutes. <laughs> They're in you, right? It just becomes who you are and, um, and they're just so important. So we just, it's just been great to share this with you today. Um, we really hope that if you have not been exposed to these principles that you will listen to this again, maybe, right. And listen, listen to it a bunch of times if you need to. And, um, and we really hope that you'll be able to embrace these and that we know if you do, they'll make a difference in your life as a leader and a person. Yeah, we'll put the principles in the show note and some references as well. And uh, yeah, we we uh, we look forward to staying connected with you because this will be integrated in everything we do. Yeah. So, till next time, stay safe and healthy. Yes, and we will see you next episode, or yeah. hear you, or listen to you, or talk to you. <laughs> I think we'll be talking. I think they'll be listening. Practice your dialogue yes. skills. Listening. Let's do some inquiry around that, Michelle. <laughs> Take care, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, as always, for listening to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We'd love to hear and answer your questions. If you have questions, you can email us at questions at missinglogic.com, and we may include your question in a future episode. You can find show notes and links at our website, www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you're the kind of leader who wants to help others, then share this podcast with your peers and other healthcare leaders. We're certain if you found value in it, they will too. Please share this on your social media channels and leave us a review in iTunes. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can find instructions on our website at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast.